Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. To save his life, call his wife and yeah! Nothing to say, but what a day. How's your boy been? Nothing to do, it's up to you. See, I feel better as the morning goes along. Say, it's okay. Good morning. All right, 404. McMonagle here with you. Down for the final stretch of our three-hour show. I got you for a five-hour marathon. A five-hour midnight ride tomorrow. Uh, but tonight I got you for one more hour this morning until the warm-up show at 5877-337-6666. We opened with the Knicks as the winning streak hits seven. Lucky number seven. Seven little chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old child's tale from the sea. That's for you, something about Mary fans. It's a hilarious scene. Anyway, seven in a row, 13-2 and two since the trade, the most wins in any month in, the, in a season since 1994. No Randall, no problem, at least for one night. OG goes down in warm-ups with elbow inflammation, no problem. Everybody steps up. DiVincenzo plays 42 minutes, scores 28 points, Achua inserted into the starting road, uh, starting lineup. Hardenstein only plays 16 minutes, and they blow out the lousy and injured themselves. Hornets, I get it. But there's something about this team. They check every box, man. Oh, you, you, you're 20-0 and 0 now against under 500 teams? All right, let's see how you do against the Denver Nuggets and the defending champs. Oh, let's see how you do against Miami. Blowout victories. Oh, you're going to lose Randall? Let's see how you recover from that. Let's see how you play. Yeah, against the lousy team, but still, you figure maybe there's a letdown. Ochoa can't go during the the uh, after warm-ups and shoot-arounds. And yet everybody steps in. Everybody knows their role. They get just what they need out of Grimes and McBride and whoever else. And right now, the question is for me, and that's the, the question of the show, at least the early part of the show, was what do you do with this Nick team? They've checked every box. Every time I question their depth and I talk about... You know, we, with the idea of the superstar not probably going to be added, and we're looking to add depth to this team, whether it's a Brogdon type, someone to lead that second unit and replace what quickly gave you, and you feel like you desperately need that, uh, despite Grimes and, and McBride being and Deuce being okay, you're still looking for that piece. You know, maybe with the idea of Mitchell Robinson and now Hartenstein dealing with his foot, ankle, Achilles injury, whatever it is, you know, maybe some size, you could use some depth there. But ultimately, right now, this, this group has shown you enough. They fight. They play defense. They've now allowed uh, – they've had 14 games where they've uh, allowed less than 100 points uh, to the opposition. That's the most in the NBA this year, 14 games under 500. They've proven to you they deserve to go out and have this team be bolstered to go on and take on the top teams in the East. But at the same time, the question is, do you do that because you feel this team has earned it and they deserve to go out there and be given a chance and you want to add to it? But at the same time, has this team shown you so much – 
that you feel like, hey, this chemistry is working. They're, they're 13 wins in their last 15. They're seven in a row. They're the hottest team in the NBA. It doesn't matter the obstacle. doesn't matter who goes down. People step in. Tibbs has got them playing in the right direction. They're confident. They're one of the better teams and the best teams since January defensively. Like, do I mess with this thing? And that's the question. Are you afraid to mess with this chemistry? Or do you go out and get someone who can add to the depth and hopefully fit like a glove. And that's the que- that the point is to me, the answer is yes, because I trust Leon Rose and Thibodeau more than I trust almost any executive coach combination in this city. Because if you look at the acu- acquisitions they have made over the last year or so, st- even starting back with Brunson, who, yeah, was supposed to be very good, was going to be the best point guard they've had in forever. That's because the bar was so low over the disasters that have been at that position for the last uh, 15 years. But nobody saw him playing like this and becoming a superstar. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, you know, Hart was a nice little piece they were going to add. He's been instrumental into this team. The And then, obviously, the biggest acquisition, the OG trade, that fit like a glove and instantly transformed the team into the hottest team in the NBA. I trust them to know what they need, and I trust Tibbs to fit him in, whoever that may be, right into their system, right into their rotation, and solidify the rest of this team. So as much as I'm uh, uh, you know, hesitant with how well they played and what the depth has shown, and now obviously with the Randall injury, hopefully it's just weeks, not months. That's the report. You expect them back somewhat soon, and you're going through a stretch here where ultimately it's never good to be gone without Randall. Hopefully it's it's you're talking four or five weeks at the max is what the early uh, indication is. We're still waiting on word for that. But if you're going to go through it, you got a six-game home sh- uh, stand right now, the longest of the year, playing the Jazz, the Pacers, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the 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 Mavericks, and then Indiana again. Then you got a couple of road games, and then after Valentine's Day, you got eight days off during the All-Star break. And, you know, right now maybe isn't the worst time to lose them if you're going to lose them. And you can maybe get through this stretch, get him back, get back to playing the kind of basketball they were before Randall left, and maybe you take your chance with a deuce. Maybe you don't. You figure out a way to not mess up the 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 chemistry of this team. But for me, I trust the process right now as much as I ever have with this team, and I expect whoever they bring in, they know it's the right kind of guy. They know exactly how it fits in, and they know exactly how to make it work. I can't believe it. I, 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 it's hard to say this, but I trust the Knicks. And right now, there's about as many good vibes and good feels. Even beating a lousy Hornets team, I get it. No ball, uh, you know, no, no Hayward. Uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA. All right, they got Utah coming into the building. Uh, they got Utah coming in tonight. But every test, they they figure out how to who to accomplish that goal. And right now, it's as fun to watch them. And I await the next move to help bolster this team that right now is percentage points behind Philadelphia for number three in the East. 877-337-6666. And obviously, we talked about the football. For me, as devastating as the Lions' loss was, and as much as you could look at that and go, you know, to to Dan Campbell's points at the end of the game, how difficult it is to get back there, and certainly for this Lions team going on 30 years uh, and the inability to ever get to the Super Bowl, how devastating it must be when you could look back and point to so many plays and decisions from the head coach, whether it be the goal, passing up field goals for fourth down opportunities, whether it be the run play that got stuffed at the goal line, forcing a timeout to end the game pretty much with relying on an onside kick, whether whatever the case may be, whether it's the, all, the, the bad luck of off the face mask 
and that catch, whether it's the fumble, whatever the case may be, to to watch the Lions blow a 17-point lead, yeah, you got to be feeling sick. And you got to wonder, when the hell is the next time we're going to get back here and how difficult it is? And that might be true. But a day removed and as obvious as that is, you start to think about it and you look at it for me, at least the Lions went out the way they came in. You know, the the, the old uh, adage for March is in like a in like a lion, out like a lamb. Well, they went in like a lion and out like a lion. They played the way they played. They're aggressive. That's what they do. They go for it on fourth down. They trust their team to make those plays. He's aggressive to a fault. That's the style they've played the entire year. They come out there. They beat you to the line of scrimmage. They run you with the, the, the thunder and lightning style of Montgomery and Gibbs. They'll take chances down the field. They'll fake punt. They'll go for it on fourth down. They're overly aggressive. That's their style. That's their identity. And as difficult as it is as to blow a 17-point lead and to be the Detroit Lion fan waking up this morning knowing you uh, had an opportunity to get to your first Super Bowl ever, at least you stayed true to who you are. When I look at the Baltimore Ravens, who, let's be honest, it ain't easy. I know that they've been the better franchise and they have an MVP at quarterback. It's hard to get back to that game. It's just as hard for them. You're going to add Jim Harbaugh going to to San Diego. You expect him and Herbert to turn this thing around. You still have the best player in the world in Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're going to have, hopefully, a healthy Aaron Rodgers and a Jets defense that could make some noise. It's not easy to get back to this spot. You're going to have a healthy Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. It's not easy for them either to get back to the spot. And for me, they changed who they were. They looked across the field, saw Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs and said, oh, we can't we can't just be a run team. Let's only hand the ball off eight times today. Oh, we're going to change who we are. We're going to drop back and throw the ball all over the place because we're going to trust our MVP to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Instead, you got a guy who had a terrible interception, who isn't Patrick Mahomes, has different skill sets, and they need to go through their run game and through their defense. And their defense played an excellent second half, limiting the Kansas City Chiefs to a big goose egg in the second half, and instead that team got away from who they are and played a miserable game, one of the worst games they've played in two years. And so you know what? Yes, they have the MVP. Yes, they have a head coach that's... We could talk about him until the cows come home, about how great he is and what a great operation he's got run there. Does he get no blame for some of the disasters that have been postseasons for him and his quarterback time and time again? Does he get any flack for the the ridiculous penalties that they had on the field? Their identity is run the football, have Lamar Jackson make great plays, and be well coached. And yet they didn't run the football. They certainly weren't well coached because they were penalty, you know, Personal foul after personal foul and taunting after big plays and disastrous penalties, as well as the quarterback just dropping back and trying to play Dan Marino style when the fact of the matter is he's one of the great dual threats in the game. So for me, yes, being a Lions fan sucked yesterday. And it'll suck today, and it sucked for 30 years. But Dan Campbell, whether... You like him or not, whether you believe in the decisions he made or not, he stayed true to himself, and the Lions played Lions football. The Ravens, the number one seed, best team in football, dominant, beat all the good teams, beat them by a ton of points. Everyone was on them. The line went from three and a half to four and a half. Everybody betting uh, the Ravens to finally uh, take Patrick Mahomes 
out of this championship game and out of the Super Bowl and end the Taylor Swift stuff and everything like that. And yet they looked at the other side and said, oh, we, we got to be something different to go beat that Kansas City team when all they had to do was run the football and beat themselves. It sucks to be both teams, but let's be honest. The Ravens were dreadful, and that offensive game plan was terrible. And it's just as hard for them to get back there. It is the Lions. Because let's be honest, who knows? The, the Eagles could be absolutely fading right now. The Dallas Cowboys continue to be absolute dopes and, and frauds in the postseason. It's a hell of a lot easier to make it through the NFC than it will be the AFC. That was their opportunity. They were the best team in football. They wake up today pretty pissed off as well. 877 66, the two main themes of the show. We get back to the phone calls here. Eddie and Rockland, what's up, Eddie? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Man, you know, you're bashing on everybody. No one's getting back in the playoffs. The Lions will be back in the playoffs. I didn't, I didn't say they weren't. Lions I'm just saying it's hard. Back to the playoffs is one thing. Back in the NFC Championship game with a halftime lead of 17 is another. That's a oh, difficult. They'll be, they'll that's be a difficult. There. They'll be, okay. They'll well, be close enough. Well, then there's they'll no worry. To, there's no reason to worry, Eddie. You got them. Just call up the entire city. I'm not worried. Call up I'm Detroit Sports Radio and tell them that there's no reason Lions. to worry. I'm telling Lion Nation, don't worry. Don't listen to Chris. He's, he's, you'll be fine. They'll be in the when playoffs. When did I say they weren't going to be fine? I, I used the coach's own words. You he said, said it was too hard said, to get back in. That's what the coach said. I didn't say it. Dan Campbell yeah, said it. He's just ah. seven, seven, got seven teams ah. in the playoffs. All right? You got, you got Philly falling. You got Dallas falling. Who's going to be in there then? Obviously, the Lions are going to be in Obviously. There. The let's Lions get, will be back in the on, NFC Champion. You should go online right. You probably get good odds on it. Let's get on Shanahan. First of all, man, I can't stand this guy. This is Sal's guy. You know, poor Sal's got to walk around with like a knife in his back because of this guy, The you know, that, that Falcon Super Bowl. And he doesn't even blame this guy for him. And he blew the San Francisco Super Bowl with uh, wasn't he the coach for when uh, when Garoppolo was marching down the field? He made him throw a fifty yard bomb with three minutes left on the clock. Um, he, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's he, he was the head coach right. of that team. Yes, and then he recognized yeah, okay. he recognized that Jimmy G wasn't the guy, he made, and that was developed you know the last pick in the draft into a uh, MVP candidate you know and uh, NFC champion. Shanahan should call his father. Who's a better coach, his father or him? Come well, on. I mean, his, his, yeah, his father's won Super Bowls. He has not yet. Right. He should call his dad, put him on the sideline, and then he'll have a chance against Andy Reid. This thing is going to be like, I would say this is going to be 48-17. Okay. You got it all figured because, out. Because he shouldn't have beat the Green Bay. He got lucky, and the Lions beat themselves totally, totally. You don't come out running the ball when you got a 17-point lead. You know what you do? You throw on first down, and you throw like a seven-yard pass. Then you run mm. a couple times. And if you don't get that throw, you know what you do on second down? You throw again. Ah. And if you don't get the throw on second down, you know what you do third, third down? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold again. on, hold on. Can you give me multiple Write choice? Down. Write this down. I'm going to say you throw it again. There you go. Okay, good. And what do you, you do on you fourth do, down? You, you attack until you... Until you got them on yeah, the back. I, I would say they attacked pretty well, wouldn't you? I mean, they, they Wait, did. Where, where do you got Shanahan? Attack. The biggest, biggest. Uh, do you you see him winning this Super Bowl, Chris? Seriously, I, 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 I think it's impossible to go against 
Patrick Mahomes right now, but I don't think that my reasoning isn't. No, Shanahan's no, I'm just talking coach. about forget the players. I'm talking coaching, coaching. If you oh no, well, Andy Reid's one of the great coaches in the NFL's history. Reed, I mean, Reed and this kid had to sit down in a chess game, and they were master chess masters. Who would you go with? You go with Reed, right? I mean, I don't know who plays chess. I have no idea. I don't know about chess. Uh, yes, offensive gurus or whatever. Andy Reid has had a history just of winning example, games. And... Chris, you know, I'm not saying they have to get on the badminton court. Well, then I would definitely pick Shanahan. There you go. At so, least, I mean, at least in, you pick a side there. In, in, ba- in the ba- middle. Well, listen, I'm, what do you want me to do? What, what, if they sit down in a chess match, who would win? What kind of question? You want a definitive answer on that? Well, I mean, come on, Eddie. Stop it now. Who's the better head coach? Andy Reid. Who's had more success calling plays in the NFL? Andy Reid. Who would I rather have if I had to coach a game tomorrow? Andy Reid. What do you want? But Shanahan's not a bad coach. Exactly. I'd rather have Mahomes than any other quarterback in the league. Doesn't mean they all suck. If you're telling me there's a distinct coach advantage inside this Super Bowl, okay. I think it's fair. I think Shanahan's a pretty good coach. He's back in the Super Bowl again with Brock Purdy. Andy Reid needed uh, needed Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. Donovan McNabby got there. He also lost a million championship games, but he got to one Super Bowl, and then they literally threw up all over themselves. So, yeah, Andy Reid is a great coach. He needed Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. And we'll see. And if Shanahan wins one with Brock Purdy, and not to knock Brock Purdy, because I think as much as I'll tell you he is a – he is one of these elite game managers, which is not unnecessarily a knock. He, you know, plays with inside the the style of the offense, but not all the time. And he has shown the ability, and he showed it in this championship game, the ability to move around the pocket, make plays, wait for uh, plays to develop, especially over the middle of the field on multiple occasions. The one that used check. Uh, was a big play. There was, you know, others over the middle, of the avoiding until the last minute and throwing that little, you know, hook shot pass that gets the that great one-handed catch. I mean, he he wasn't just, you know, five-step back, back foot hits, ball comes out, which is a lot of the time with, with some of these game managers that I, I, I like to call elite game managers, which I guess, you know, Cam Newton kind of coined the phrase a couple weeks ago. But, like, Purdy, um, Tua, Tua needs to be inside that offense. Tua's accurate. Tua, you know, Tua can make the throw. You know, Tua, Tua can lead receivers so they can they so it's easy for them to keep their top speed. He's extremely accurate, and you get him the right team, he can win you anything. But bad weather, defense dominating the offensive line, some pressure, things aren't on time. He's not allowed to just come, you know, step back, back foot hits, ball comes out. I don't know if Tua can win you a football game. Brock Purdy, we'll find out. I think he made some plays in this game, come back from 17 points. But still, Shanahan wins with with Brock Purdy. I think that's a that's a better, despite the fact that the rest of the roster is so damn good. They haven't played that well the last couple of games. And the defensive front that's full of number one picks absolutely got embarrassed in the first half, for sure, against that Detroit Lion offensive line. My God. They were dominating. And the run game for Detroit was just running right down the throat of the San Francisco 49ers. But if Shanahan's a good coach, yes, he blew the halftime of the Super Bowl. No doubt he'll never live it down. He came out. You want to talk about what you should do coming out with a lead. If you think it's throw the football, watch that game again. Watch that Super Bowl and tell me you wish you would have thrown the football. 
if Atlanta came out in that second half, ran it three times into the line, and punted on every possession, they're Super Bowl champs. They got too aggressive. So we'll see what Shanahan does. I I think right now the 49ers are the favorite in the game, which I'm shocked. It opened up at two and a half. I saw it get down to as little as one. It's now back up to um, Chiefs getting one and a half. I, I would think. I would think by kickoff the Chiefs are going to be the favorite. I would think late money. How many weeks in a row do you have to be wrong on Kansas City? And particularly, I know the 49ers came back and won that game. They haven't played that well. Miraculous comeback or not, it's a, it's a, the coach <clears throat> not kicking field goals. Now, again, the defense has to make plays, but it was kind of a drop pass. Um, there was another drop pass on a huge third and 10. There's the ball off the face mask popped in the air that Ayuk makes the play. I mean, there's a couple of lucky scenarios. The fumble, obviously, that got them back into the game. Not to take every, not to take everything away from the 49ers, but when you're down 17 and a half and that that's evaporated before the third quarter ends, some of it's the other team shooting them in the cell, shooting themselves in the foot and, and just plain luck. They did not play very well. I was really surprised how that defense got manhandled in the first half by Detroit. Big third down conversions, just everything. So I'm I'm shocked considering Patrick Mahomes has now proven it in back-to-back weeks. Underdog in back-to-back weeks on the road, taking it to the Bills and then taking it to Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and the best team in the in football, Baltimore Ravens. And they were never in the game. Like there was never a moment I thought from Kansas to the opening <clears throat> uh Baltimore punts on Baltimore goes three and out. Uh, Kansas City goes right down the field, scores that touchdown to Kelsey in the corner. That was it. There was not another moment in the game I thought they were losing. That was the the I the immediately I knew I was wrong. Immediately I knew my bet was wrong. Immediately I knew my pick was wrong. You knew it. You're sitting there, you're watching. It's Patrick Mahomes. He goes down the field after a three and out from Baltimore, and you go, that eh, ripped this bad boy up. Wrong again. <clears throat> And despite not scoring any points in the second half and really not even trying anything, like that, that that's the other thing. San Francisco could watch all the tape they want. That they're not going to learn anything. They didn't they didn't open up the playbook exactly in the second half. They knew they were good. They knew that defense was dominating that Ravens team. And that defense is scary. Except, you know, they've struggled a little bit against the run, and that's what's so puzzling on what freaking Baltimore did. Makes no sense. I would think that would have to be a major game plan of San Francisco is to get their run game going, get McCaffrey going. I would, I mean, I would think they're, they're, they're far better uh, against the pass than they are against the run. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 4.30. McVonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at CMACWFN, or on, on X, whatever it's called. And if you ask me direct questions that I find either interesting or whatever, I'll answer them. And so someone 
just hit me up with a out of completely nowhere. So I have I I don't mind stuff like this. What's Kurt Russell's best movie? Kurt Russell's best movie. Well, I'll tell you what's not his best movie before I give you my best movie. His not best movie is Tombstone. Tombstone is the most overrated piece of trash. People people love Tombstone. And while Val Kilmer does a tremendous job as Doc Holliday, Kurt Russell isn't necessarily bad at Wyatt Earp. The entire movie sucks. And it's the worst. There's an acted scene that's the worst scene in Kurt Russell's entire career. It's it's. I'm sorry. I know I'm a Kevin Costner guy. Kevin Costner made a movie, Wyatt Earp. It is so far better than Tombstone. It's not even funny. Tombstone sucks, and people love it. I don't get it. There's that one scene where his brother gets shot in, like, the bar, and he's trying to help him, and he realizes, you know, he's trying to save him, and he realizes eventually his brother's going to die, and his brother does die, and then he runs out into the rain, and he's got blood on his hands from helping his brother, and, like, oh, it's just dripping with the metaphor of blood on his hands, and he's standing there in the rain trying to wash the blood off his hands, screaming. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the most cliche. It's like it's like Andy Dufresne, but awful. It's horrendous. The movie stinks. Now, for his best movie, off the top of my head, I have a couple, but I would probably go Backdraft. I do like Backdraft a lot. Backdraft is a is a, a quality movie where the, him and um, Billy Baldwin, whichever other Baldwin, uh, are firefighters. Uh, I believe it's a Ron Howard-directed film. Robert De Niro's great in it. Uh, Donald Sutherland has a, 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 a role as a... A deranged arsonist that's tremendous. He's very good in his scenes. Uh, so I would go back to off the top of my head. The Hateful Eight was a movie he made with uh, Quentin Tarantino re- somewhat recently, maybe 10 years ago, a little less than that. The Hateful Eight was good. And then obviously Snake Bliskin and uh, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. I like Escape from L.A. better. They have a great basketball scene. 877, anytime you want to talk movies, we're more than happy to do it. we got plenty of time. I'll talk movies. You want to hit me up with your favorite movies? I love talking movies. I just saw a trailer for the uh, the new Ghostbuster movie where I have to say Paul Rudd who's in it. I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable. It's in the trailer. What do you think? I told you the joke. Mark also made a good point. Yeah. It's in the song. It is in the song, right? Yeah. It is a lyric in the song. Oh, it's a... It's a it's... When you say the movie, people will know the song. Yeah, okay. So... I guess I guess I'll say it. I think it's okay to say the joke. Paul Rudd says a, a little bit of a uh, hilarious. And just be aware joke. that you know it's after four thirty. Eddie Scazzari yeah. here. If you want this out there, it'll be out there. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, it does. It is something that will be forever uh, repeated. But Paul Rudd has a line in it where he's talking about ghost busting, and he's he's obviously one of the Ghostbusters. They it looks like Dan Aykroyd's in it. Bill Murray's in it. Um, the trailer actually was pretty good, but Paul. Rudd, Paul Rudd's trying to explain why he's doing it to, I guess, his love interest who doesn't want him to be a Ghostbuster. He just says, he's like, he's like, what do you want me to tell you? He's like, I, you know, I, li- I like busting. Busting makes me feel good. I was surprised they, they put that in the trailer. 877-337-6666. All right, so movie talk, Nick talk, Super Bowl talk, all over the table. Eric and Ron Conkoma, what's up, Eric? Uh, Seema, good morning. Boy, you, you just lost me when you said that the Kevin Costner version of Wyatt Earp is better than... Not so just... That movie, not, not that, just... Mo- that movie lasted 
three years. It's that's a lo- what it felt like when I watched it. It's a that longer movie. Been. I'll give you that. It's probably a little bit too long. It is. It's not just better. It's it way is, too long. It is far better. Bone than dry, terrible. Uh, I disagree. Oh, it's far it's better terrible. than Tombstone. Tombstone yeah, has no, some of the worst is. acted scenes in it. I know Val Kilmer's good. Randy Quaid is good as Doc Holliday in the in the Kevin Costner version. Not Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid. Excuse me, Dennis Quaid, not Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid. Hello? Uh, oh, Eric, you there? Yeah. All right, we'll talk sports. So, yeah, if you don't like my movie takes, that's okay. fine. We can go to sports. Then. Well, no, but, but what, I, what I was going to say was uh, uh, if you like a good Kurt Russell movie, uh, if you ever saw Breakdown, phenomenal movie. Yeah, his car gets broken uh, down and his wife disappears, right? Gets kidnapped and, yeah. right, exactly. And uh, I can't remember the actor's name. He, he, he's since passed, but uh, he's the main antagonist uh, uh, in the movie. But, I, yeah, I, I, I remember it. I definitely remember it, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like the, anyway, the yeah. other, like he's got the over overboard with uh, Goldie Hawn. Oh, Goldie Hawn, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he he did a lot of comedies also. He that's one thing I love about Kurt Russell, very versatile. So. Yeah, and then obvi- um, obviously, uh, you know, Herb Brooks in Miracle. That's th- that might be as that's probably yeah, that's the backdraft. You're probably right. I didn't even think absolutely. of that one. That's probably no. right. Um, I didn't realize Eddie from Rockland was was uh, trying out for one of the two vacant coaching positions. <laughs> Uh, that is still out there, right? No. There's still, there's still he could. Two of them, yeah, right? Listen, he can go take over in uh, in Seattle right now. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, first of all, I, I, I believe, because I did hear Dan Campbell's comments, I believe he said it's going to be twice as hard to get back to the, the same spot that they were that now. Is, he did say that, yes. And, yeah. And, you know, the, last I checked, the, the Bears were improving since they made that trade with Washington. And,. Not to mention they got the number one pick, so you got to figure they'll be better. You got to figure Minnesota will be better just because of Justin Jefferson, and they got some good pieces. Uh, well, you have to see I what mean, they do at quarterback. Uh, you know, assuming right. they bring back Cousins, but who knows? Right, but but even but even if they keep him for a year and they and they sit whoever they draft, assuming they draft one, you know, they, you got to figure they'll be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would assume the Giants uh, should be better, whether they will or not. But I mean, but there's there's teams that are you know. Some are going to go down, others are going to go up. I mean, I you, know, you, you can't exactly automatically assume that Detroit's going to be back there. Of course um, not, no. So, which is why he said that. I mean, I I, I happen to like Detroit as a, as a team. I'd like to see them be successful, but I mean, I understand why the coach said that. So, I mean, to just automatically you know say, well, you know, they'll, they'll definitely be there. I think is a little uh, naive, but. Uh, you know, of course, but you know, you know, as far as I mean, and and that I, I don't see any way that that score is going to be, uh, you know, uh, what the final is. I mean, uh, if this game is a blowout, I'd, I'd be extremely surprised. I, I, uh, I, in either in either direction. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Eric, and thank you for the call. I I agree. I think it's probably going to be a tight game. I'd be surprised if it's a blowout, but you know, we'll never know. I'll see. I would think. As good as Kansas City's defense is, I would think, and as much as Eddie doesn't like Shanahan, I I do think this offense, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't turn into a pumpkin and is just awful in the game like he was against Green Bay, but even then, turned it on and made the drive down the stretch, made the drive when he had to. I would think this offense, especially with their run game, is going to put up some points. I don't think 17 is going to do it for Kansas City in this game, nor have but and neither has the San Francisco defense been as good as the Ravens defense has been 
uh, certainly in the playoffs. So I would think there's a chance for a little bit of a high-scoring game, uh, but I think it would be close. We'll talk about it more as we go through, but I could see something like, you know, 31-28. I, really, I, think, I think you could see some scoring in this game. Uh, my man, Maury and Belmore. What's up, Maury? Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Uh, overboard was one I was going to say with Kurt Russell, but there's a good one. I got, how about Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> sure, I remember it. That was pretty funny. <laughs> the guy with the chin driving the truck. I, I don't remember it all that much. I know they, they're they cops. They go to prison. They have to break out of prison. I vaguely remember the movie, but I do remember yeah, Tango yeah. and Cash. Yeah. Uh, that was a classic for me. I don't know. I was on okay. HBO but listen, uh, first we'll go with the Nickies. Look good, even shorthanded. They yep. play back-to-back. Let's see if Brunson can handle it. Uh, I love I love a couple of guys in that team yesterday. I mean, I know Bridges is not a guy that we want to draft or pick pick up, but he's he's got a history. But there were a couple of guys on that, that team last night, Williams or whatever, a couple of really good players. But uh, look good last night, very excited. And then with Shanahan, the dude's a winner. The dude has been around forever. He's a smart guy. He's not going to lose the Super Bowl. As I hate to go against the Chiefs, but oh. I think it's San Fran's time. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope you're right. The line is crazy. It started at two and a half. Now it's one and a half. I think it's going to go. I think the 49ers are going to be the underdog by the end of this. Um, no? Yes, I agree. I, I think I think Chief, I think the Chiefs will be the favorite by the by kickoff. I do. You were reading it. You the, were no, reading the number it. has gone back up because I did see it at one earlier today, and now it's back up to one and a half. And thank you for the call. I'm going to break here uh, in a minute, but I did see the number down to one. It's back up to one and a half. I, I guess there's a chance you could see the 49ers as a one point favorite at kickoff, but I would think. I would think the late money. I would think a lot of people think like me right now and are waiting. Uh, to bet if they want to bet San Francisco, I think you're waiting. So maybe that maybe if you are waiting, you could see some late money on San Fran. But I just I think Kansas City. I'm surprised it hasn't already moved in that direction. I would think by, you know, I mean, how do you go against how do you go against Mahomes again? How do you do it again? I did it twice. I can't do it a third time. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to I don't want to spoil any segments. We'll get to the pick. You know, we'll talk about the game. It's only one game, but I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be very difficult for me. To go against Mahomes again. I've done it twice. I've got egg on my face twice. I thought the Bills were going to beat him. I thought the Ravens were going to beat him. I feel better. That same joke scene is playing on ESPN. If I can, if they could say it on ESPN, the same, it's on ESPN as I watched. I just saw the trailer for Ghostbusters. Paul Rudd, same scene. I doubt they blurred, I doubt they bleeped it out. Same thing. It was a very funny joke. I'm surprised they put it in a show. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right, 447. Let's go. McBonagle here with you in a few minutes. The warm-up show will come your way at 5 o'clock. You got Jerry and Al waiting to take you from there. Welcome, campers. 877-337-6666. I love me some Tommy. I wonder how many people hear that song and have no idea it's from Tommy. Which I, I think is going back on Broadway. By I was way. just going to tell you that. It's coming yeah, out, I, I think, saw, this I saw a commercial with Pete Townsend talking about that. They're going to put Tommy back on Broadway. Awesome. I mean, Tommy... I grew up on Tommy. My father was a, a big Who's fan, and we a uh, big Who's a big Who fan, and we listened to Tommy all the time. 
Outside the house, Mr. Simpson announced that Sally couldn't go to the meeting. 877-337-6666. Chris in Bergenfield. Let's go through it rapid fire style. What's up, Chris? morning. Big Mick, how you doing today? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> All right. Listen, I called you a few weeks back. I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, long-time follower. Um, yeah, I asked you, when's Kansas City going to flip that switch? And you said, well, it ain't happened. It ain't going to happen now. It ain't happened yet. <laughs> That's, well, I was wrong. because that uh, the uh, Although they only scored 17 points and got shut out in the second half, the offenses looked far better yeah. in the playoffs than it yeah, has during the regular season. I do have some concerns about the defense. You know, as you probably know, they they lost a big pass rusher in uh, Charles Amenahieu. Yes, with the ACL injury. So that's uh, that's a big yeah, loss. He, yeah, he was, the, he, uh, he was the one who had the strip sack. Uh, had yeah, the, strip, and... the strip fumble. Yeah, that yep. was uh, that was huge. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, know, I realize you didn't play the first six weeks, but when he came in, he came on strong. He was mm-hmm. huge. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to see that uh, you came around finally. The Kansas City Chiefs. I know you. Sure I can't, fan, I, but, I, Chris. I can't. I, I'm rooting against them. I mean, I just, I can't. I mean, I'll end up rooting for them because I don't know how I'm not going to bet them, especially if they're underdogs. So I'll be rooting for my best interest. But honestly, I'd probably like to see the 49ers win the game. I just, that's you know, I don't know how many times we need to see it. I've seen Patrick Holmes win. I've seen Andy Reid win. I just, you know, I don't know. It's not that I disliked them. They haven't reached Patriot level that way yet. Where I, I, and It got to the point with the Patriots, it's almost like we couldn't have an NFL playoffs without them. And we're going to get there eventually with Patrick Mahomes. But then then it was every every time they made it, it was the greatest coach uh, quarterback tandem in history. Uh, is he the greatest quarterback? Is he the greatest coach? What does this add to his resume? It was the same topics, the same discussion every single Super Bowl for two weeks. And, you know, that, thankfully I'm, I'm gone from my tape-cutting days. But the Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl and going through the week, of of all the media stuff and cutting up Brady and Belichick and all the dumb questions over and over again. I was just tired. I was tired of the Patriot noise. I just hated it. So that's why even you know, people can't understand you're a Giant fan. What do you care about the Patriots? You beat them twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I understand that. I was just tired of seeing them. Like we we can look at this. We can have a we can have a NFL playoffs and be perfectly happy with it without Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Amazingly, they still play the games. And it's going to get to that point with Kansas City. I'm not there just yet. But Mahomes is well on his way because nothing's stopping him. He's going to be – he might not win all the Super Bowl, but he's going to be back every single year. He's that – he's, you know, he's on his way to becoming the greatest quarterback of all time. He is. He's on his way to becoming that. And he'll be there every single stinking year, and he'll be living in the AFC Championship game just like Brady. My, my, my hatred for them hasn't been built up yet, but at the same time, I'm good with someone else winning. Mike and New Rochelle, what's up, Mike? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, oh, sir. Russell, How are you? Kurt Russell, do the hustle. Big trouble, little China. Yes, that's another okay. great one. I remember that as a kid. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I do remember that. One of his most twisted roles was uh, Stuntman Mike in the um, Quentin Tarantino. All right. Was that Death but, Proof? Uh, a yeah, little, Death Proof. A, a little yeah. known uh, fact while I was waiting on a line for you. Yeah. He actually made it to double A affiliate of the California Angels. He was a switch inning second baseman. Yeah, I, I heard, I mean, I, I've seen this doc, this baseball documentary like on Netflix, scrolling through yeah. forever, something the bad guys of something or other, and then I happened to one day like watch the trailer, and I guess it's like Kurt Russell and his father, 
like his father yeah, his owned father the team was, or something. Uh, a major league player. Yeah, Not so, too long. Yeah, or his father was involved in the team or whatever. So yes, I heard he had uh, an early life was uh, a baseball player, and he's played athletes. What was that movie where he played like the high school quarterback? Him and Robin Williams. Um, uh, they went back I mean, and and replayed the championship game they lost, and Robin Williams like dropped the ball famously, and his life hasn't been the same since. I forget the name of that movie, but it was something like that. I'll tell you, who's not going to drop uh, the ball? My best of times, the best of times. Uh, well, it's going to be the worst of times for Frisco because uh, there's nobody <laughs> going through. There's nobody going through. I mean, listen, I'm in the same boat as you, man. I can't stand Kansas City. You know, I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, which has nothing to do with the Giants, but. The head of Kansas City now is the ex-head of the Eagles, who should have, if he was a decent coach, he would have got McNabb at least one championship. You know, the yeah, only well. reason we've got championships is because of Mahomes and talent that has come through his team. Okay, he's well, I mean, yeah, talent. but he's won everywhere. He won with Alex Smith. He and won with Donovan ring. McNabb. Like that he didn't win the ring. Team. No, he didn't. That's true. Okay. And everyone needs a great coach and a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I mean, come on, who doesn't? Bill Belichick didn't win a championship without Brady, famously. I mean, you know, there's you need you need the good quarterback for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of pop ups, but sustained success. You need the great quarterback, and that certainly fits uh, Patrick Mahomes. Jason in God's Country of Warwick. What's up, Jason? It is God's Country. What's up, Big Mac? What's up, brother? How so, are you? Good. So with the whole. Tombstone, it's one of, I'm a movie buff. That's mm-hmm. one of the best westerns ever. Oh, can't but stand it. It's funny that this guy said that he's an athlete, because when you said Escape from L.A., I'm going to Escape from New York guy. And isn't it funny when these actors try to do, like, sports? I'll give you three examples that just came. When he tries to shoot that, what is it? It's almost like a full-court shot. Yeah. He looks so awkward. Yeah, he kind of he he throws it, like, almost like a hook shot kind of throw, yeah. You're right. And, like, Teen Wolf with uh, Michael J. Fox, you could just tell. <laughs> Tom Cruise, and I forget the movie where he's up in space and then he's shooting baskets, and it's like, these actors uh, can only act. They are not athletes by any stretch. Yeah, some are better than others, but, yeah, I, I guess. But don't knock Teen Wolf. I, I love Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was my movie. Teen Wolf was awesome. Oh, I love Teen movie. Wolf. But I you really you think, you think Tombstone is one of the greatest Westerns ever? From, I mean, I'm a... My favorite man of all time is Clint Eastwood. He yeah. writes. He directs. Yeah. He's yeah. Man. I mean, Unforgiven, so I is, far, all Unforgiven is far better than than Tombstone. I just think that scene. I, I know. I have to admit, I get hung up on bad acting scenes. Jason, uh, thank you for the call. When I see an acting, when I see a scene that makes me cringe, it ruins the entire movie for me. So maybe I'm biased on this. But they have that scene where he's got blood on his hands. I mean, you. We get it. He's got blood on his hands. We get it. He walks out into the rain. He's like showing the people he's got blood on his hands. He's out. He falls to his knees. He screams to the sky. It's cringeworthy how bad that scene is. It's just, it's cringeworthy. And I'm sorry. You can't be a great movie. You can't call yourself a great movie and have a scene that I have to watch through my fingers because of embarrassment. If I'm like, I can't watch. It's so bad. You can't be a great movie. And you can't be one of the best Westerns of all time for sure. It's a cringeworthy moment. Now, Unforgiven, on the other hand, has one of the greatest endings of all time. The un- the Unforgiven with the 1992 Best Picture, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. It's got one of the best lines in the history of movies. It's the best. I, I, I could watch it over and over again. 
Clint Eastwood, I'm not going to give you the whole story, but Clint Eastwood was a gunslinger. He's kind of in his old age. He hasn't done it in a long time. They hire him to do something, blah, blah, blah. By the end of the movie, he's back in his, his old form. He shows up to the to the saloon where his his friend uh, in the movie played by Morgan Freeman has been killed and is like hang is like in a uh, box pine box in front of the rest in front of the saloon and he walks in and he's like who's the owner of this establishment and the guy says ah oh, it's me I bought it from whoever for a thousand dollars he's like oh, everyone else step away and he shoots him and kills him and then um uh. The uh, the guy who plays uh, the sheriff goes, you cowardly son of a, a gun, you just shot an unarmed man. And Clint Eastwood says, well, he should have thought about arming himself if he's going to decorate my, his saloon with my friends. <laughs> Tremendous line. Lo- every time I see should have thought about arming himself if he's going to decorate his saloon with my friends. Tremendous line. Uh, Mikey in Queens. What's up, Mikey? I know Mikey on, likes I, I know Mikey likes it. Mikey loves it. There you go. <laughs> how, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. So uh, let's hear it right now. Give me your favorite director and favorite movie. My favorite film of all time. It's 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 my favorite movie of all time. I've been saying forever is you know is Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge Lord of the Ring guy. I, I love you know. You could argue awesome. the Fellowship of the Ring. I'm a big non Lord of the Rings. Some of my favorite movies of all time are I love The Sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. I'm a, I'm a, I like con artist movies for whatever reason. So I like The Sting is a big uh, favorite of mine. Um, that's usually the go-to answer. I have so many. And my favorite director, I don't know. I would say Peter Jackson because he directed The Lord of the Rings. Uh, obviously, I mean, you can't go wrong uh, with um, Scorsese. Uh, you can't go wrong with Ron Howard. You can't go wrong with... Um, What's his name? E.T. Jaws, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I, I, I don't have Tarantino, any, yeah. I don't have any outside the box names that aren't, you know, household names. I don't, I don't have like household a, names, like yeah. John, John Ford, right? I don't know. He directed all the westerns and won all the awards in the '60s, but I, I don't know. Like, so I, I have no yeah. idea. I don't That's have like, funny, a, I don't I, have like I, a unique name no one's ever heard of. Peter Jackson because he directed Lord of the Rings, and you know, yeah. Scorsese, the typical guys, Eastwood. I guess. That's crazy. I, I weren't. I wasn't expecting you to say Lord of the Rings. Love that's, Lord of the Rings, huge. I grew up on Lord of the Rings. My father used to read me the Lord of the Rings. I've sentimental uh, stuff to Lord of the Rings, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Mikey, but I want to get everybody in before the end of the show. Warren in Tampa, what's up, Warren? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm how doing great. That, all right, that's good. My favorite Kurt Russell movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, I, you know what? I just saw it on the list. I don't ever remember. Does he play the thing, or is he? Because I remember this. Is the thing like Swamp no. Thing, or no? No, the thing is like an alien okay. creature. I won't give too much away, but yeah, we um, don't want to spoil the Earth, movie from 1984. Let's Earth let's let's make sure. Ah, I'm sorry, Warren. Call back from under the sea the next time you're available. All right, everybody. I wish I could talk Kurt Russell with you all morning, but unfortunately. I have to go. I do have five hours starting at midnight. Feel free to call in. We'll talk Kurt Russell. We'll talk any. We'll talk Russell Stover. We'll talk any Russell you want. I'm all about it. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy the warm-up show that comes next. Fliegelman, thank you. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to all the listeners. We got Knicks tonight. 
I think that's it. I think that's it. We'll talk then. Everybody have a great Tuesday. I'll catch you guys at midnight for a five-hour midnight ride. Be well. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN.